Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! I am Joe Galina, and as always, I am joined by my friend uh, George Kurtz. Mr. Kurtz, what's going on? Good afternoon, Joe Galina, the fantasy Jesus. How are you, you doing go. today? I'm doing wonderful because I get to speak to you for a few hours, right? Uh, Suck up. Yeah, yeah. A little sad, a little sad. Uh, this week, uh, Toys R Us went under. You know, yeah, it's a little sad, right? I, I'm a middle-aged guy, but uh, look, at heart, I am a Toys R Us kid. Jeffrey, right? That was the name of that other giraffe in uh, <laughs> Toys R Us. Jeffrey, yeah, uh, yeah yes. I read about that yesterday. I think uh, today, last day, I did take my kids there about mm-hmm. a month or so ago to get, uh, you know, let them see their, la- their last toys or whatever we can get from Toys R Us. So, uh, yeah, I guess they... Uh, I, it's, I, it can't be a good thing, right? Just can't. I mean, Toys R Us been around forever, and now they're they're done. Hard to get, mm-hmm. hard to get my head past that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a kid, I always go back to those commercials right around Christmas that they used to show. Uh, and also, there was a, a specific train set that I wanted that my parents wouldn't buy me. I think it was, I think it was made by Tyco. It was the Silver Streak train set. And uh, I used to see the commercial, and I'd be like, "Come on, you gotta buy me this train set. You gotta buy me." And they just wouldn't do it. So you know what? And when I grew up, I bought my own train set. Amazing how that works, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually, you know, that's, I'm kind of stuck in that, you know, uh, part of my life where, you know, my, my parents were great parents and everything, but they just, you know, they, they were limited in what they would spend on, on, on toys and stuff, you know? So now I became a toy collector, <laughs> you know? So, you know, I have a, a bunch of stuff from, from when I was, a, you know, stuff that I never got. Like the, remember uh, the evil Knievel, um, the, the action figure and he rode the motorcycle and you'd, you'd crank it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I had yeah. one of those. Yeah. 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 I have one now, you know, and I have a piece of crap. S- that was <laughs> some $6 million man action figures, not dolls, action figures. It's, it's a doll. Okay. Uh, doll. Right. I had that too. And then that yeah. was pretty cool. Look through the eye, right? The eye had yeah, the, yeah, uh, the yeah. I don't know, the, the magnifying lens or the binoculars, whatever right, the hell it was. Right. So, uh, yeah, I remember that. The and, red suit. Yeah. The Bigfoot uh, action figure as well was part of the $6 million man set. Were you a $6 million man fan? Like the TV uh, show? I mean, uh, I watched the shows. I certainly mm-hmm. watched the episodes. Uh, as far as a big fan, I don't think I loved the show. I did, I did like Lee Majors an awful lot, but I wouldn't call myself a, uh, a huge fan of it, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a little while I was. Like, you know, you go through stages in your life. Like, you know, Six Million Dollar Man was like a favorite of mine. And then for, I'm talking about when I was a, a young guy. Uh, Happy Days was also for a couple of years. That was like, you know, another favorite of mine. Any any shows like that that 
you know, where you reminisce back to when you were a kid that, you know, you were just like, you know, focused on? Oh, sure, on? sure. I mean, uh, uh, which, for those who don't know, by the way, Joe's so shows in the 70s here. Okay, oh. so we're going, we're going way back here. And I like mm-hmm. the uh, bigger Pappies. I wasn't a Happy Days guy. I think no. Laverne Shirley was on next. I didn't like that either. Mm-hmm. But the show that was either oh, on right after that company. or... Yeah, I mean, a uh, pretty good comedy lineup, but uh, yeah. well, I, I did like Three's Company, but I was a Starsky and Hutch guy. Yeah, you know, okay, so back in the cool. day, uh, Paul Michael Glazer, mm-hmm. David Sov, uh SWAT, the rookies, I, I like the, the crime shows. Starsky. Yeah, yeah, okay. The Gran Torino? Yes, I have that, yes. I told you, I'm a, I'm a car You know, it's guy. funny, uh, if, if you read about that, Paul Michael Glazer hated that car. Uh, really? Starsky in front of those. He hated it. Yeah, he uh, couldn't stand it. And that's why if you ever watch the, if you watch the shows, the, that car was always bouncing into things. It would be garbage cans when they were going right. down an alley. That Tell wasn't in the script or anything. That, he did it on purpose. Yeah, he hated the car that much. He was trying to uh, you know, bounce it to everything. That wasn't in the script. wasn't supposed to do that. He just mm-hmm. did it on purpose. Made him look like he couldn't drive. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so yeah, before uh, we show too much of our age, let's uh, get off the topic of seventies TV shows. A little shows. late now. I know, I know. But uh, so uh, we're going to be talking uh, fantasy baseball, fantasy football uh, on the show. Uh, fairly quiet week, don't you think? In uh, fantasy baseball, I mean, uh, Tim Tebow is in the news, right? Uh, How the hell does he make the All Star <laughs> game? <laughs> He was uh, batting 261, a, five home runs, 32. That makes the All-Star game. How bad uh, is the Eastern League if that gets right, in the All-Star game? Well, for the past month, he's batting 318, and uh, he's a really good guy. And you know what? He'll sell tickets. <laughs> that, that's, and, that's where it is, by the way. You just said it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? His ability to sell tickets is going to give him a... Uh, a tryout, not a tryout. He's going to be in the major leagues before the season's over. Oh, he, he definitely will be. The man, you know, you know the Will Ponds. They need to sell tickets up here too. He's mm-hmm. definitely coming. Uh, certainly no later than September when the rosters expand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe even sooner. I mean, uh, the Mets uh, assistant GM John Rico uh, all but said he insinuated that uh, they're going to be sellers. Uh, not surprising, right? Uh, of course not. This is this is a bad team. They have to be sellers here. Uh, that being said, uh, although I think it's silly for them not to see what they can get for Degrom and Syndergaard, I don't know if they go. Uh, I think you have to see what's out there, and this is true in all walks of life. You always have to see what's out there, see if somebody will blow you away. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they're going to move those guys. But uh, I think lesser anybody else besides those two could be on the move. If you were the Mets, would you hold on to one over the other? I mean, uh, Syndergaard, I believe, is a little younger, right? DeGrom is about 30, right? DeGrom is 30. Turned 30 earlier this month. Uh, Syndergaard, I believe, is 25. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be hard. I mean, you could make an argument. And DeGrom, in two years, be a free agent, so the money's going to go way up there. Mm-hmm. You could make an argument that Syndergaard's more valuable now because you have more control over him. Plus, he could pitch in over 10 years, where DeGrom is going to start to – you know, his effectiveness will, will start to come down. What, two years, three years at 33, 34? That's generally what happens. Mm-hmm. I saw a rumor, and, you know, week after week, you and I talk about, you know, there's always a rumor about the Yankees trading for DeGrom or, or Syndergaard or whatnot, and you and I both kind of agree that it's not going to happen. But I saw a rumor this week, and uh, let me ask you if you would do it, first of all. Gary Sanchez, Clint Frazier, and Justice Sheffield for DeGrom. Sanchez, Frazier, Sheffield for DeGrom. Uh, probably not. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, the Yankees could certainly use DeGrom. 
But you talk about Sanchez. I know he's having a terrible year, but you're selling low on him, right? right. Because mm-hmm. of the year he's having. The power's still there. Sheffield can be a number two, just not this year. That's the problem mm-hmm. with the Yankees. They, they want to win this year. Right. You know, Sheffield's going to be a good pitcher in his own. I don't think he'll be. I don't think it's going to be Degrom. Don't get me wrong. Degrom's an ace, but uh, Sheffield's going to be a good pitcher. And you throw in Frazier. I mean, it's going to be a great hole for the Mets. But mm-hmm. no, I, I wouldn't do that deal. Uh, I, I listen. The Yankees could use Degrom, and there's nobody else on the market like him. That's the biggest problem here. It's pretty much the Mets are a bust for the Yankees as far as getting an ace. But mm-hmm. to me, that that's too rich, and that's the kind of deal the Mets would have to make because the Mets are going to be very wary of PR. They're going to want to make sure they got a truckload in any deal they make. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, what else is going on in baseball this week? Just a couple of highlights. Uh, Josh Donaldson, third baseman for the Blue Jays, re-aggravated that troublesome calf injury that he's been dealing with, uh, likely out until the end of July. Uh, are there any formats, George, where you would uh, drop this guy? I mean, uh, any like in a, in a you know, any type of leagues where, you know, at this stage he's more trouble than he's worth? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're in a league where you don't have unlimited DL slots, I think you have to consider it, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, you may need the roster spot for somebody else who's playing. You mentioned now it looks like end of July at the best. At best, mm-hmm. And he wasn't like mm-hmm. he was tearing it up when he was playing. Right. Right. And now he could still be traded, too. What happens then if he's moved mm-hmm. to a new team? You know, he very well could be uh, dealt. How does that affect him? Maybe what if he's not? What if he's traded to a team that doesn't have as friendly a ballpark as Toronto does? You know, will that have some issues there? So, yeah, I think I could see a, quite a few scenarios where you move on from him. But mainly, it comes down to roster spot and who you're putting in for him. I'm not just dropping him, Joe. If um, let's say the player I'm getting isn't an everyday player, is another the bench spot, then I'll probably hold on to him. Right. But if there's somebody on your waiver wire that you like and that could help you immediately. You gotta do what you gotta do because I don't. I don't think anybody can tell you what Donaldson is going to do for, uh, for you, Toronto, or any other team he plays for from now until the end of the season. So we have some issues here with Donaldson. I have no problems walking away from him. Problem is, you kind of remember that last year he kind of turned it on late in the year after uh, dealing with injuries. But I, I agree with you, George. Uh, when we come back, a little Shohei Otani, Chris Bryant made the DL, some trade rumors. We'll be back with more. Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Some stuff from the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle, who's producing our show. And George, it's awesome because you know that this guy actually listens to our show. 
You know what the theme song that he's playing is, right? I've heard it. Really? <laughs> it's it's ringing in my head for some reason. The name's not coming. Da -da -da -da. Oh, okay. It's how it is. Yes. Now yes. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Great job, Sean. Yeah. Hey, you know. Hey. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I was a big uh, Fonzie guy. And let me tell you, you know, a lot of times they say uh, don't meet your heroes, right? And that happened. I feel like I say this too often. But, uh, you know, I, I met Reggie Jackson at a um, uh, baseball court signing show. And he was the snobbiest guy that you could ever met. Maybe I just caught him on a bad day or whatnot. But anyway, so uh, I, you know, I'm kind of a, a geekish kind of guy. You know, I like comic books. So we've spoken about this, like, you know. Uh, where I, I watch like a lot of superhero kind of shows and stuff. But uh, I went to a smaller Comic-Con a couple of years ago and Henry Winkler was there and I have a, a, a Fonzie action figure. And uh, so uh, you, know, you, you line up to meet him and, you know, take a picture with him and whatever. He was the nicest guy that you would ever want to meet. You know, got off uh the, he got off you know from his perch where he was sitting and individually you know met each person that was waiting online the line was probably like 10 or 20 deep and uh he took my action figure and signed the pants because the pants are actually you know denim so j just a, a little shout out to henry winkler and uh happy days so uh you know sometimes it's not uh, you, you, it's it's bad when you meet your heroes, and sometimes it works out very nicely. But uh, hey, let me ask everyone before George comments on that: uh, uh, Who wants to go to a 2018 World Series game? Uh, tune in to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network between July 8th and July 17th, as we'll be playing the DKMS Trivia Challenge for your shot to call in with a chance to attend the Fall Classic in person. The number to play is 844-843-6879. That's 844-843-FNTSY. The contest is sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help. And go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. It's the DKMS Trivia Challenge, July 8th through July 17th. Call in and win. So, Georgia. Have you ever had an opportunity to meet like one of your uh, your heroes? Uh none really comes to mind. No, mm -hmm. uh, to meet anybody. Uh, I don't think I've been one who's uh, gone out of his way. I mean, I, I haven't gone to any uh, comic cons or anything like that. I don't or autograph signing shows. I'm not uh -huh. a big autograph guy at all. I, I don't think I ever understood the point of it. I don't like autographs. To get someone's yeah, someone's get someone's signature on anything. I'll take a picture I do with have someone. a lot of memorabilia here. Yeah, I would, a picture would be uh, something I would do. Uh, yeah. It's funny. A friend of mine was in, uh, is in Las Vegas. He's going to compete in the uh, the main event, which is the poker tournament, by the way, for those who don't know. And I uh, just happened to go out for breakfast one day. And this was uh, probably about a week, 10 days ago. And I'm sorry, before he went to Vegas, he was in Arizona. That's where he was. And guess who was at breakfast there? Mets were playing in Arizona. Thor. Noah Syndergaard. 
was eating, uh, and it's a regular place, not some expensive place. He eats breakfast. Was there. He, has, <laughs> he eats breakfast, believe it or not. You know, I guess he's getting his, uh, his bacon and eggs. And uh, so and, and it's funny. My, my friend that I'm, uh, I'm talking about, he's a big guy. He's mm-hmm. a, you know, six foot, 250, 260. Takes a picture nice. with Thor, and Thor makes him look like a child. I mean, really? the man is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just it was funny how how, how Thor just uh, you know towered over him. But it's a mm-hmm. nice picture. I get it. That would be something I would do. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't really get all that impressed all that much about uh, anyone. You know, you realize they're they're really the same as everybody else. They're just good at their particular sport. They're still mm-hmm. putting on their pant legs one leg at a time here. So uh, I don't get all that uh, excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm not too much into autographs because, hey, it's going to be on a piece of paper or maybe on a photograph and I'm going to lose it. But I, I'd rather take, you know, a, a picture with someone and have that as a memory. But uh, that's interesting that you mentioned about Thor, you know, towering over your friend who's what, like 6'5"? <laughs> because, uh, you know, you remember last year at the start of the season, one of the big uh, issues that people were talking about with uh, Noah Syndergaard was the fact that he had really bulked up. I mean, obviously your height is your height, but, uh, you know, over the off season, it seemed like he had really been uh, pumping iron and, uh, you know, could have uh, contributed to maybe uh, some flexibility issues and who knows, you know, uh, could have contributed to some of these Yeah, it's not always a great thing for a pitcher or any baseball player to do is to bulk up because you said it, flexibility you know, you need to remember back in the, uh, what was it, the 90s with Juan Gonzalez and Ivan Rodriguez. Mm. All those guys on Texas who all looked like bodybuilders. Mm. And it was no shock that some of them broke down because uh, baseball, and don't get me wrong, of course you want to be in shape, but it's a different mm-hmm. kind of shape. Being cut up, not always the best thing for a baseball mm-hmm. player. Yep, yep. Uh, so uh, continue with some uh, players in the news. Chris Bryant, uh, DL for the Cubs, right? Uh, left shoulder inflammation. They're saying it's, uh, he should be back when he's eligible to return from the disabled list, which is uh, July 3rd. So uh, probably no big deal, but uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's anything all that uh, all that big. Want to give him a little, like, pretty much you give him a week off, you know, mm-hmm. get that sh- the shoulder, uh, I guess, under control. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. Once again, we've seen this for two years now. 10-day deal, more and more teams are doing this. You got a guy who's a little banged up. Okay, he, maybe he didn't need all 10 days off, but it's 10 days. It's not two weeks, not two-plus weeks. Give him that time off. It's a little break midseason. Get him refreshed for the second half. We're, I think we're, we're going to keep seeing this, especially now the All-Star break is coming up. So mm-hmm. you're not even missing him for 10 games now. You give him a deal once the deal <laughs> starts at the end of next week because they have four days off, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The All-Star week is off. So you can see mm-hmm. more and more players go on with DL. So once again, they'll only miss six games max. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, I guess with probably with the latest contract that uh, baseball signed with the, their, their players, it just seems like uh, these players have a lot of, I'm going to call them personal days. Because it just doesn't it always seem like, you know, uh, well, this guy had to attend to a personal matter or, you know, paternity leave. And uh, unfortunately, some are, you know, dealing with uh, deaths in the family or whatnot. But doesn't it seem like, like lately there's just been a lot more of those kind of absences? Well, we're now treating the uh, professional sports athletes like we do we, we would anybody in any other job. Mm-hmm. You know, paternity leave. They should be able to leave to go see the birth of their mm-hmm. child, be with their Who wife. Who was the Met that it was uh, a big issue a couple of years back? A Met player. Uh, oh, it was, right? Didn't Francesca yeah. went off on him? <laughs> yeah. Was it David Wright? Mm, I don't think so. It was somebody that I think that his wife was having a baby or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember it. So I just can't remember the player. I don't think he's on the team anymore, to tell you the truth. 
And well, I think it was opening day too. He was going to miss if I remember correctly. It wasn't it was right Murphy, around there. Was it? No, maybe uh, it was it Murphy. Yeah, if it yeah either way, but it was stupid. I mean, once again, how could you say this? Baseball's 162 games. Yes. He can't miss. We're not talking about missing the last three games in October. <laughs> that, I mean, maybe. Even then, it's your wife. It's your family. Your child. Mm -hmm. To say someone can't be with them is kind of silly. Right. I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, it's baseball, folks. I, I love the game. It's not life and death. Okay? You know, being with your child, your wife during that time. I mean, I, uh, my wife would have strangled me if I wasn't with her. And I imagine okay. a lot of these guys' wives are the same thing. They may understand more mm -hmm. that, you know, he's making all these millions and millions of dollars. But I don't know. Sometimes why we hold uh, professionalities to a higher standard than we do the rest of us is really kind of silly, especially when it comes to that. I understand some of the other stuff because they do have all off-season off. I get it. But you, know, you can also make the argument that, you know, getting a day off every couple of weeks, every 20 games, will make them better players. Mm -hmm. You know, getting that day, a day to refresh, a uh, day to, you know, get the body or some – some body aches and uh, pains, get them under control here. So I really don't have an, uh, an issue with it. I probably have an issue more when they give them the time off. Sometimes I don't, mm -hmm. I don't understand that. You know, uh, you know if, I'm a guy, if I'm a guy, you know, I'm a left-handed hitter, and I, I'm probably giving him off against a left-handed pitcher, a guy mm -hmm. he doesn't hit. I'm checking the numbers there. Sometimes they don't do that, and I, that always bewilders me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm with you on this. I mean, if it's uh, something like a – a death in the family, obviously, a birth of a child or whatnot. Sure, give the guy a day off or whatnot, or you know, a couple, whatever it takes. I mean, if he's going to take a day off to renew his driver's license, then I have an issue with it. But, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> with a DMV, it might take a day, too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, who else is in the news? How about you, Darvish? Uh, had a bit of a setback this week dealing with a sore triceps muscle. And uh, the injury flared up again in a bullpen session this week. And uh, supposedly he's going for a second opinion. And, uh, I mean, he's been so far uh, in eight starts, very disappointing, 4.95 ERA, uh, walking almost five batters per nine. The strikeouts are up there, but uh, definitely something brewing there. And if I'm the Cubs, I'm a little worried. Oh, can't blame you there. He's got what they're calling a shoulder impingement, so they gave a cortisone shot, which means he won't even throw now uh, for a couple more days. Uh, he's not coming back to let the All-Star break. So, uh, you know, as far as that's concerned, that's when we know he'll be back. But does it matter? I mean, you said it. You went through his numbers. They're awful. All his numbers are awful. I think the only team he's pitched well against, I believe he's got two good starts against Milwaukee. Other than that, he's been terrible. You know, so it's certainly not good for someone who's just beginning a long-term contract. Mm -hmm. You know, he just signed that, what, six-year, $126 million, I believe. So that's $21 million a year that right now ain't working out. And we're hearing uh, the Cubs now as possible players if the Mets truly do want to move to Grom. Only problem is there is they've made so many trades the past couple of years, I don't They're, think they uh, have enough to get to Grom. Yeah, minor league system is a little dry at this stage, right? Has to be. I mean, once again, you, uh, you made a deal for Chapman. You obviously gave Torres and uh, Aloy Jimenez yeah, thank went, you. Uh, to get Jose Quintana. <laughs> yeah, that, I appreciate that. Uh, I mean, you think about that deal for the Yankees. They, and they got Chapman back. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what an awesome deal that is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cubs aren't complaining either. They won the World Series. They got the money they off their back, rid, yes. Right, got rid of that curse. Well, I guess they got the goat off their back. So, Ooh, uh, good, very good. Awful. Every now and then, Joe. Every now and then. <laughs> uh, so I think it works out all the way around there. But Darvish right now, a little scary. He's having problems now in year one. And remember, is it one, once again, not a 25-year-old here. He's mm -hmm. 31. 
He's Didn't already he have, showing uh, these Tommy John to already too. I mean, yes, he's already yeah. had TJ as well. So uh, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, sorry, August. I forget we're still in June. Uh, he'll be 32 in August. So uh, this is not going to work out well for the Cubs. Uh, Shohei Otani in the news because he's uh, starting to take some batting practice. You and I had kind of speculated that, you know, there was a possibility, and we, we talked about this maybe two or three weeks ago, that, uh, you know, he might come back as a, a batter before he comes back as a pitcher. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I'm thinking that it'd be a different story if the Angels had made a long-term big-money investment in Otani, but, uh, you know, He's uh, taking some batting practice. And here's another question for you, George. I mean, in these leagues uh, that have him as a pitcher only, I mean, that's you know, it's kind of a big deal for you, right? I mean, if you own Otani and he's only available as a pitcher, you're screwed. You are. If you can only use him as a pitcher, you, uh, I don't know if he's going to pitch again this year. Uh, we don't know exactly. If, is he going to have Tommy John surgery? Is he not? Are they going to give it three more weeks now? So we're sort of waiting here. Sounds like uh, they're to doing find out. they can to avoid that, right? Yes, it certainly mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. Here's the kicker, though. I mean, in the American League West, they're 12 and a half games behind the Astros. All right, mm -hmm. you're not catching the Astros. All right, which means you're really going after the, the Mariners for the wild card. You're 10 games behind them. Mm -hmm. When is enough enough? Where, okay, it no longer makes sense to, uh, to risk Otani here. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. I think if we knew right now that he had to go undergo Tommy John surgery, I think they might play this a little differently. Since they're not sure right now, they're willing to say, okay, let's let him hit here. But if it comes down to where he has to have it, and they keep falling out of the race. You know, when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, they weren't this far out. You know, yeah. now they're just losing games left and right here. They're lucky to play in Baltimore this weekend, so they'll win a couple of games. But uh, they're falling out of the race here. Uh, right now, you have to make sure he's if he if he needs Tommy John, and we don't know this yet. But if he needs Tommy John, although we're two three weeks ago, I was probably more hedging the fence here. Well, okay, since uh, you know you could let him play for a month two, see what happens here, stay in the race. But as soon as you're out of the race, you have the surgery. Make sure he's healthy for 2020. Right now, I see no reason, really, no reason to keep him uh, on in the lineup. If he if he does need Tommy John surgery. Get it for him right away. He'll have the full, almost the full 18 months to heal before the 2020 season, which means, mm -hmm. yes, it's, it sucks. This year's done. Next year, uh, you bite it. But at least 2020, he should be fully healthy. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned at least they're playing the Orioles. I mean, talking about just some teams that have been streaky. I mean, is it time to break up the Tampa Bay Rays? I mean, uh, they've won 8 of 11. Uh, they've taken four straight against the Yankees, including that uh, three-game sweep against the Yankees last weekend. They swept the two-game series against the Nationals. What's up with the Tampa Bay Rays, man? <laughs> well, I think it's just a hot team. You know, I do think it's just a hot team right now playing well. You broke through all the relevant stats. They are doing this, you know, uh, where the relievers pitch the first inning or two of a game, and they go on from there. It's working out. I think that will catch up to them when they That's run true. out of arms. Because mm -hmm. right now those relievers are going to, you know, you're going to burn through those arms. So that's going to be a problem in a month. But uh, I don't think they're any threat to anybody. You know, fantasy-wise, there's nothing you can do. Right. You know, you can't start these guys in your, in your fantasy lineup. So, uh, oh, he, well, he's the ace. And he's, mm -hmm. a, he's a good pitcher. He's somebody you definitely want there. He may be yeah. the only one. Has improved a lot this season. Yeah, Snell is, uh, 
it's it's funny, you know. He came up with a lot of uh, a lot of ballyhoo, you know, a lot of excitement. Then he didn't, t- you know, it doesn't occur for every baseball player right away. Right. And you know, especially in this in the fans community, we lose interest. Oh my God, he, he had a, you know, he came up yesterday at one bat, so move on. He sucks. Right. You know, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes it takes guys time. And Snell, it looks like it took him time, but he's finally figured it out. Where I'm not going to put him in the, in the ace category, but he's a damn good pitcher, and I think he only gets better once again gets more and more experience, and I think eventually he could be a low-end ace, but that may mm-hmm. only depend on if the Tampa Bay Rays can excel as well, where, you know, the last thing you want is him losing two, one, three, two games if you're a fantasy owner. Mm-hmm. Well, a uh, big thing is, I mean, he's cut down on the walks a little bit. I mean, he's had a couple of instances where they've uh, showed their ugly head again, but uh, overall, walk rate down from uh, 4.1 to 3.6 uh, this season, striking out uh 10 batters per nine. So uh, I think he's on his way, you know, and uh, and uh, you're right. I mean, not many people on this uh, players that you could start on this race team. Uh, Chris Archer on the DL, uh, when he comes back, uh, they'll get a little bit of a boost. And who knows if he comes back and pitches well enough ahead of that trade uh, deadline, maybe he'll be gone. Maybe, maybe he'd be a guy who could be out there. And uh, the Rays, if I'm, once again, I think all these teams, every player should be out there. I always want to find out the market of my players. Maybe I'm going to get an offer that's more than, wow, that's what they want to offer? Away he goes. Right, right. All right, when we come back, more fantasy baseball, some trade rumors. You're listening to Jugalina, George Kurtz. We'll be back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for a weekend fantasy update. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Juggling along with George Kurtz, the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle, directing traffic, producing the show. George, you recognize this? Oh, that's Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, I there you go. There you the, go. Uh, the, All right. The, the second Starsky and Hutch theme song. They actually had a uh, the first one. I I think they changed it because they wanted to be more. Uh, when the show changed its tune, the first couple of years the show was very violent, so they had a more hardcore uh, tune. Then the right. uh, seasons three and four, they went to a more, uh, I guess, nice city nice show. Wow, you you really are a fan. You know uh, all the little nuances regarding the show. Look at you. Yeah, I've read way too much about this. <laughs> hey, you know we actually uh, have a caller, George. Uh, we have uh, Joe on the line. Joe, uh, are you there? Yes, sir. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for uh, giving us a call. Where are you from, Joe? Hey, I'm from uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Awesome. Okay. Uh, how can we help you? Yeah, man. So um, I'm actually on the clock, number four pick for my dynasty draft this year. And I'm between Royce Freeman and um, 
Sony and Michelle right now. My concerns are New England's crazy system, the way that Bill Belichick always throws a curveball, and Sony Michelle has some fumbling issues, and I know Bill likes to sit them down when they drop the ball. So kind of leaning towards Freeman, I'm just thinking, uh, seeing what you guys think. Personally, uh, Joe and George, I- I'm leaning with uh, Joe on this one. I mean, you brought you uh, described that almost perfectly, Joe. I mean, you just never know how Belichick's going to use his, his running backs week to week. Uh, and uh, Michelle's got obviously a lot of talent. Uh, you know, so does Freeman. But I think Freeman could give you more immediate, consistent production. That's my opinion. But, George, you're in the Dynasty League. Uh, you did a draft, I think, uh, earlier uh, a couple weeks ago, I think you you mentioned. Uh, what would you do? Indeed, I am. And uh, the Dynasty League, well, this is a pure Dynasty League. It's already in motion here. That's why we're talking about these players. Uh, Joe, uh, I agree with you. I would take Freeman as well. But to give you some uh, some reference in that Dynasty League that I'm playing in, and this is an expert league, by the way, in uh, there's two different conferences, so you get two different drafts here. Freeman was taken three in one league. Sony Michelle was taken four. And in the other conference... Freeman went three, and Michelle went five. So it seems like all of us agree that Freeman should go ahead of wow. Michelle. Not by much, but everybody takes Freeman ahead of Michelle. Awesome. I appreciate you guys' help. I think that Freeman can trim down a little bit, too, with the concerns about his weight. But he just runs guys over. I think he'll insert himself into the lineup this year and take Booker over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you know, with the analysis, you're uh... – Spewing out there, you should be uh, you should be hosting the show right here on our network. <laughs> great, no, thanks, uh, great guys. Hey, I, <laughs> check check out my MLB articles on the Daily Play Action. I drop the Daily Diamond on Fridays and occasional other days of the week. If you don't mind, I'd I'd love for you guys to check out my work. There you go. We'll check it out. And uh, good luck to you the rest of your draft. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. George Kurtz, so that was a, a good call. Guy really knows his stuff, too. I love Dynasty Leagues, man. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, the Dynasty League I play. It's one of my favorite leagues. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a huge league. It's, 16, it's actually 32 teams broken down into two, 30, uh, two 16 team conferences. Uh, each conference has their own separate drafts. You can have the same players. Uh, but 40 man rosters, IDP. It's a uh, it's a hell of a league, a league I enjoy, a league that I've lost in the finals now the past two seasons. I'm becoming the Buffalo Bills. I can get uh, there, but I can't get over the top. There you go. This is your year, George. Come on. This is your year to do it. I hope so. Be nice. You know, but I keep thinking about three years in a row. Am I going to lose three years in a row? I believe Mike Blewett won this league four years ago, I believe. Uh, he's in the other conference. He's not in my conference, but I believe uh, he won the, uh, this league. It's, uh, it's fun. That's the most important part. Uh, in Dynasty Leagues, you know, if you're in a startup dynasty, since uh, Joe brought it up, a startup dynasty. So that means you're drafting everybody, not just rookies. Don't let the word dynasty throw you off. You're pretty much drafting as you always would. You know, you know I've seen some people with dynasty. Oh, I think like all these rookies in round two. No, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Take the best players. Keep in mind, just because it's a dynasty league doesn't mean you're playing in three years. I've, and I've been a lot, involved in a lot of dynasty leagues. or oh, not a lot, but a couple of dynasty leagues. And once again, I'm talking expert leagues where people have names everybody knows, but they fold. A couple of guys get off to bad starts, bad draft, and they don't play anymore in the league. Just falls. We can't get new owners. So when I think of a dynasty league, I assume it's going to last this year and maybe next. After that, we'll see what happens. So bottom line is 
play to win this year. Worry about next year, next year. So typically, when would you start targeting your rookies? Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends also on the draft itself and, and who you're drafting with, right? I mean, that, that always kind of shapes what you do, no? As I've been involved in Dynasty Leagues where people are drafting, like I said, and what, I'll say it again, startup Dynasty League. So everyone's available. The Le'Veon Bells are available, David Johnson. Everyone's yeah. available. But all of a sudden, players like Sony Michelle are going in round two because people are getting way too caught up in rookies. You right. know, they want the Calvin Ridley goes in round three. You know, it, it's crazy. Yes, those guys will be great in four, four or five years, but they're not better than all the receivers and all the running backs that are available now. Play mm-hmm. to win now. You know, uh, once your league is established, the Giants league's been around three, four years, and then you may realize, okay, I'm in a rebuilding year. You know, and I got to trade away play. That's what makes it fun, though. Because uh, when I mentioned that league uh, that I played in, my team sucked at one point. It took me right. about two to three years. This league's been around about eight years. It took me two to three years to rebuild, make trades, get extra draft picks, all this other stuff, and you build up to it. You know, that's what, that's what makes these kind of leagues fun, if they can last. That's why I love Dynasty Leagues, if it can last. You know, so... You know, draft like you normally would. Approach it like a normal draft. You're really looking at rookies as more of a tiebreaker. You know, if you have an, an older player and a younger guy, uh, pretty much uh, ranked evenly, well, then go with the younger guy. <laughs> that makes sense mm-hmm. in a dynasty league. You know, so right. you might have him for a few more years. And remember, the difference between a dynasty league and a keeper league is a dynasty league, you have the players forever. A keeper mm-hmm. league, you know, generally after a certain amount of years, these players are gone or you're not keeping everybody. You know, you're going, maybe you're going to keep five players, not 15, not 20. Right. All right, so great call from Joe. And uh, we'll be talking uh, fantasy football at length in the next hour. But uh, let's just finish up a little bit of uh, baseball news and uh, talk a little uh, trade rumors that have been going on. And uh, we talked also about uh, the, the Tampa Bay Rays being a hot team. How about the A's? I mean, j- just in general, George, who are your surprise teams this year? I mean, I think most of us are a little surprised at how well uh, the Braves have been doing. You know, they're probably like a year ahead of schedule. Uh, the Phillies as well, right? Uh, I guess Milwaukee still being in first place in the Central. I guess that's a little bit of a surprise as well. Uh, but uh, what about the A's, man? Coming into uh, Saturday's action, 45 and 38, they've won 13 of 15. They've scored the eighth most runs in baseball. I mean, how are they doing this? I mean, I mean, Sean Manias had a very nice year. Uh, Marcus Simeon, he's been a little, he's been decent. You know, uh, Chris Davis with a K uh, coming into this weekend, 20 home runs, but slumping with the average, batting uh, 230. You know, one guy that we should talk about and and. Um, you know, uh, we, we usually you and I, we do this uh, hot and cold segment, but I guess we could bring him up now. Jed Lowry. I mean, how, how are the A's doing this? Well, listen, I don't want to disparage the A's. I don't. But you really you have, what, four good teams in the American League? Yankees, mm-hmm. Red Sox, Cleveland, Houston. Then we have a whole bunch of terrible teams. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, KC, the White Sox, Detroit, uh Listen, not everyone's going to be terrible. There's got to be some other teams that are beating these bad teams. And I think that's where Oakland falls into this. I don't think they're a good team. I don't think they're a bad team. But they're able to. They're better than the bad teams, so they beat up on them. They're when they play the good teams, no, they generally they're slightly lose. competitive. They're competitive. I mean, uh, yeah, they're competitive. I would even put them uh, saying they're on the right track as far mm-hmm. as becoming a better team. The problem is, I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, okay, sure, Manaya is nice. Uh, but mm-hmm. where's the pitching? I mean, you, mm-hmm. Edwin Jackson's in your starting rotation. 
That's not good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Bassett, Frankie Mont. I mean, there's nothing here. I know they have a lot of guys on with DL. Mangdon's on with DL. Cahill's on with DL. Triggs is on with DL. But these guys aren't spectacular either. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, this team's all about its hitting. They can generally out-hit people, uh, the players you mentioned. Listen, in today's uh, baseball, you mentioned Chris Davis. He's valuable. It doesn't matter who's batting. He hits home runs. Right. It's all that matters nowadays. Right. It's walk, mm-hmm. strikeout, home run, the three true outcomes. You're not seeing too many rallies going on here with people single, you know, hitting three hit, getting a double and three singles to drive in a couple of runs. We just don't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. And, uh... You know, I, I mentioned uh, Jed Lowry. Where do you stand with him? Because coming into uh, Saturday's action, uh, he had a home run on Friday night, batting 293, 14 home runs, 56 runs batted in. I mean, no signs of slowing down. I mean, has this guy found something that's undetectable? I mean, you know, he's always been a, a nice player, but past couple weeks, batting 353, four homers, 13 uh, runs batted in. I mean, what are you doing with Lowry? I mean, do you believe in him? Are you selling him high? Well, if you can, sure. I would certainly sell him high. That being said, uh, I was very happy where, uh, you know, I checked the waiver wire a couple of times a week. I was very happy in two leagues to see him available this week. Shocked, actually. Wow. And I couldn't wait teams? to scoop him up. How many teams? Uh, no, uh, uh, at 12? least 12. Yeah, at yeah. least 12. They could have been 15. I, I don't remember right. offhand. But I don't, I don't play in 18 team yeah. leagues. Mm-hmm. I was surprised in 12. I mean, I really mm-hmm. was that he was available, and I was thrilled to be able to scoop him up there. Yeah, you mm-hmm. imagine, you know, he's got 14 home runs, so he's going to set a career high this year, which is, yep. all right, might raise some eyebrows, but he is. He's already equaled last year's home runs. He's going way past his RBIs from last year. He had 69. He already has 56 this year. You can make an argument he's an all-star. Bat 293, 293, 14 home say, runs, 56 RBIs. So. Yeah. Right? I understand the position mm-hmm. is, uh, is deep, so maybe he doesn't. But uh, he's having a fantastic season. 34 years old. Is he a sell high? Sure, everybody's a sell high, you know. But hmm. if I'm not, he's not a player. Must deal. Well, oh, I'll take the best offer. That's not what I'm doing with Larry. If I get an offer I like, yes, but I'm not taking the best offer and moving him. I think he has value for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and uh, let's talk a, a little bit about some trade rumors that we've been hearing. Uh, Manny Machado always in the news when it comes to trades, right? I mean, it's a pretty much, I would think, a foregone conclusion. Uh, that the Orioles are going to move him. Uh, so far, from what I'm hearing, I don't know if you maybe could add a couple of teams to this, Phillies, uh, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Cardinals? Well, all of them are options. Uh, and listen, Baltimore should have traded him at least a year ago, certainly during the offseason. They keep waiting and waiting and waiting, and the longer you wait, the you lose the value from the player. Because mm-hmm. now anybody who trades for him is only going to get him for, what, 60 games, somewhere around there. Assuming it's at the uh, July 31st trade deadline, which I assume that's when it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I, what's weird is we're hearing very few rumors about him. We're hearing teams interested, but not hearing any talks going on or, you know, where it's getting close. Or there's, there's discussing players. All we're hearing is teams that are interested. And those are easy to figure out anyway. You know, mm-hmm. Baltimore, because of the owner, Angelos, I don't know what he does because I think Angels knows damn well. I think that's all he cares about, by the way, is money. I don't think he has having a winning team. If he did, this team would have been different years ago. But all he cares about is money, and he knows as soon as he trades Machado, why are you going to Camden Yards? I mean, really, why are you going? Who are you watching? Them? Their pitching staff is horrendous. Not you know, Chris Davis, there's no one now to watch. <laughs> so, I mean, it'll be, it'll be opposing fans who go, Joe. It'll be the Yankee fans mm. like you and I that go down there when the Yankees play. Yeah. You notice yeah, that other, when the Yankees play, there are a, a ton of Yankee fans in Camden Yards. 
You're talking an Orioles Rays game. There'll be eight thousand in the seats. There'll be nobody going. And by the way, it's a beautiful ball. If anybody hasn't been to Canada, it's a beautiful ballpark. I do love going down there to see them. Uh, but that's what Angels is worried about. You know, because like I said, he should have been dealt. If the Orioles actually thought Kitty Machado because they were going to be a contend, if they thought they would be contenders this year, mm-hmm. I mean, what are you drinking, man? And give me some, because right. there's no way this team was ever going to contend this season, ever going to contend this season. So. We're all waiting for it. He has to be dealt. You have to get as much value back as possible. But this should have been done last year at the deadline, certainly during the offseason. The Orioles have hurt themselves by waiting this long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and having another fine season, 305, 20 homers, 56 runs better than which uh, same amount of runs better than that Jed Lowry has as well. <laughs> just you know, just thought I'd mention that. But uh, having a really good year. Uh, Mike Moustakis is another guy that uh, is on the uh, trading block as well. And uh, again, the same uh, teams that are interested in Machado would be interested in Moustakis, you would think, right? I mean, uh, from what I've heard, the Cards and Phillies really interested in uh, in him. Well, once again, uh, Machado can play shortstop, so he'll have more interest. And we don't know if Machado is how, how, how interested he is in playing uh, third base. He's sort of right. wavering on that a little bit. You know, I think he'll play third base this season to go to a contender, but maybe next year in free agency it's shortstop or bust. You know, mm-hmm. so well, we could see that. Uh, it makes sense for the Phillies. I mean, are they ready to give up on Mikel Franco? It seems to be they are. They were close to it, and then he hit a couple of home runs, so they gave him another chance. Uh, J.P. Crawford, the shortstop. And these are two young players they were really hoping, expecting big things out of. Not only this mm-hmm. season for their careers, but it, it may not work out for them. So Mustaka certainly makes sense in Philadelphia. I mean, you said it earlier. Phillies, Braves are probably a year, maybe even two years ahead of schedule here. But they're competitive. I believe they're both in the wild card spot right now. So, I mean, they need to make upgrades here. Mustakas, you think about Mustakas. Right now he's in, hitting in Kauffman Stadium, one of the better pitchers ballparks in the majors. He gets right. traded to Philadelphia, one of the better hitters ballparks in the majors. His value goes up. You know, he'll hit some more home runs there, assuming he can make the adjustment there to National League pitching. So I think uh, it makes sense, but it also means the Philadelphia is probably giving up on Franco. Do they trade him back? Is that who they trade in the KC deal? So I wonder how yeah. that works out here. Are they ready to move on from Franco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, you know, he's had such an up-and-down career, uh, but I guess it remains to be seen. Uh, you think the like you mentioned the Braves, the Braves are that you think they'd be uh, in the mix? I mean, uh, well, they should Camargo, be. Yeah, uh, Johan Camargo. I mean, seven home runs, two fifty three batting average. Uh, you know, he's not your third baseman of the future, is he? The no, fan, but they have one he? of the minors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the problem is. They have uh, uh, Austin Riley. You know, who, uh, who's also on a DL in the minors, but he's expected back. I think he's expected back this weekend. Uh, but he's the guy who we thought they might call him up maybe six weeks ago. We were wondering when they, right around the time they signed Bautista, we were wondering right. if they were going to maybe give Riley a shot. They didn't. So I don't know if they're going to trade away major assets for Mustakas uh, or Machado or whatever when they have Austin Riley, who they may want to see what he can do first. The problem is, if it would have been me, I would have done this already. It's what you could have found out by now. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you call up Riley now, you only got to get a couple of weeks in. It's not really a fair judgment of him whether he's playing well or not. But mm-hmm. Atlanta can get anybody they want. They have one of the strongest pitching projects, uh, minor league systems in the majors, if not the strongest. So if they want somebody, they can get them, and they make sense for Baltimore with Machado because guess what Baltimore needs? Pitching prospects. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned Riley. 
He's played uh, AA, AA, 308 batting average with 10 home runs uh, so far. Like I mentioned uh, on the DL, but a uh, fine hitter. A little big country uh, taking us out. Good job, Sean Engel. We'll be back. We'll talk some uh, fantasy football on the other side of the hour. Weekend fantasy update.